prospect news and analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We are back and powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're now speaking with Pat Malloy in our player development segment. Pat, thanks for coming on the show again. We always appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, this topic, we're going to discuss evidence-based versus experience-based. Now, this conversation could go in a variety of different ways, and these two topics apply to every discipline on the planet. And it's been a topic of conversation I've had with hockey ops people since the day I started in this industry. I would really like your thoughts about difference in player development because you know we you know we've seen player development evolve over time but at the end of the day it's still science-based because it's kinesiology it's the human brain and brain chemistry from your expertise tell us the difference you know from a player development standpoint evidence-based versus experience-based you know i mean this this our industry is is certainly one I, I would have to say, based on my experience and, you know, having worked with two NHL clubs and, and what I'd like to think is, is coming up and paying my dues to get to the point where I'm at, meaning I have to do quantifiable work that increases the performance of people. Otherwise, I would never have had any of the opportunities that, you know, I've had to this point. You know, I, I think our sport is, is certainly still a little bit behind when it comes to evidence versus experience experience meaning i did therefore i know and versus you know evidence based where we talk about how motor learning occurs we talk about kinesiology you talk about the different sciences that we understand impact performance those two really don't always mesh very well in necessarily in, in the realm of hockey and developing people and players you know we still see a lot of hires and and different opportunities given to people that had done things, but don't necessarily have background in teaching or motor learning or any of the things that'll help an athlete do things to allow them to have success. So it's, you know, it's the great debate that goes on in our sport right now between, you know, the analytics crowd, the new age crowd and the old school crowd. And, you know, if if we can say that analytics are really a, a way of saying stats, using data to justify decisions based on, did things work or didn't they work is, you know, I think it's a powerful tool. We see it in top 500 companies are making decisions based on knowledge, based on different data sets that support both, you know, one view of, of an, an opinion and a decision and the other. And, and, you know, the more I think that that melds itself into our world, you're going to get people that have a track record and a background of of being able to impact performance. And I think it'll be good for the sport, but, you know, I still think we're at that crossroads where it's, you've got the, the heritage based development concept where what I did as a player will impact how I teach as a coach, especially on the development side of things, you know, coaching's coaching, right. In terms of bench coaching and there's the development aspect of playing the right people at the right times and putting people in their skill sets in the positions to succeed. But when you talk about taking an individual and breaking them down in terms of, can I impact the skills and the abilities and the details and the habits that they would need to, to perform to their talent level, and then ultimately impact the, the results of the organization as a result of having better components within the whole, that's a, that's a little bit more deep diving than, you know, putting the right people on the ice at the right times. And I'm curious to, you know, also, 
get your thoughts on when will it require in this industry more people getting opportunities that have degrees and experience in other sports to implement their type of data sets because it just it's funny that people will say well it's evidence-based so it's just numbers but a human being has to implement that and it's there's still a, a somewhat subjective nature to that but why wouldn't we do why wouldn't we do the same things that fortune 500 companies do that are successful because it's for me i think it's transferable for sure. I mean, what you do see across, you know, the National Hockey League is an example. You, you certainly see more and more clubs are starting performance department, high performance departments. You've got, you know, lots of strength and conditioning professionals that have, you know, have degrees in their area of expertise. Um, you're seeing nutrition. You're seeing all sort of, and it, it's, you know, at this point, it's 31 teams doing things, 31 different but 31 similar ways in some respects. I mean, there's all, you know, there's always caveat organizations that are sort of pushing the edge of, of different things. I mean, speaking of, of my time, for instance, in Buffalo, we had, we had a, a high performance person that was, you know, starting to meld the sports science, the sleep monitoring, the nutrition and, and different things into what we were doing. The one thing that you don't see a lot of is interdepartmental cooperation a lot of times. So, uh, you know, performance department is kind of a broad term and that, you you know, you'd have the hockey ops side, but then you'd have the, you know, the performance side of things. And and it was interesting. We started, Oliver Finley was a guy that, that was hired in Buffalo at the time. And he was looking to make some, some changes, obviously, that were sort of new age at the time. And, you know, hockey being a heritage based thing, it didn't really go over so well. And that sleep monitoring and and talking about, you know, just dietary things with regard to performance at the time were, were certainly, you know, not always met by by players, for instance, with the most eagerness because it would have changed habits that have existed for years. And so what we had talked about was, you know, how come we don't take movement science, skill acquisition science strength and conditioning science, all the performance matrix things that can help a player perform better and meld them with hockey ops. And that's not to say to take over the idea of, you know, how important coaching is obviously, you know, the head coach has to win hockey games and put the right people. I think the idea is, is that improving people so that you're getting the maximum amount out of each player allows a coach to do their job better and ultimately you know, an organization to succeed. And so it's interesting. It was really interesting and fulfilling for me to go through that because you, you know, you got the opportunity to see, you know, here are some of the things that, you know, are being done on the performance side that didn't really work their way into the hockey side. And it, it's, it's quite a, a rabbit hole we could jump down for sure. Pat, I'm interested in the subject from a scouting perspective because I myself am a raw scout. I use zero mm-hmm. statistics in any capacity when I scout. I honestly think the best scouts don't need them. I think, I think in fact, they can get in the way uh, and, and skew, skew a prospect for the most part. Now, that said, I have come on the show and said that William Mecklen, for instance, backs up what he does on the ice with his advanced analytics. Occasionally, I like to dive on the other side to make sure that my eye is holding. And sometimes, rarely, I'll see a prospect that really is baffling to me in terms of how to evaluate him. And then I'll take that, a data set and, and incorporate that and try to figure out a, a, another side to, to what I'm looking at. Uh, in terms of player development, though, the analytics tools are different. But is the, is the finished product, the finished metrics that you're looking at similar in terms of the fact you're trying to find something that can help encompass the progress? 
where you might fail to do so if you're not relying on those analytics? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I look at all of, of what's available via statistic or analytics in that they're data centers. And, and I think the biggest misnomer in hockey is the conduit to mesh what they do, why they do, where they do, how they do with result. And really trying to, to find a way to blend all of the different data points to say, here's an evaluation of a player. Here's where we see based on these matrix, you know, that th- their talent or their trajectory level will take them. How do we figure out which way we're going to enhance and what tools will we use to enhance their ability to, you know, maximize their trajectory as a player? So, yeah, it's, you know, there's so many stats that, that it can be skewing and it can be difficult to sort of meld them together. For me, it's not so much what they did as how do they do what they do? What are the limiting factors in their skill set or their skating base that would allow them to push the parameters of what we would want as an organization to see in terms of that player's ability to play? And, you know, a lot of that is starting to combine the idea of um, the evaluation process with the idea of we've evaluated now how do we develop based on our evaluation to get the most out of this player to where we see them fitting within the organization. Pat, we want to thank you very much uh, for coming on the show once again. This is actually a topic I think we're going to continue uh, when we get into our pre-draft show because I think it just touches on a lot of different areas. But uh, we appreciate you coming on and we look forward to speaking to you next week. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. That's Pat Malloy. Uh, Brad and I are going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after these messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential, but all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on- and off-ice development programs for hockey players. Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI-based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development 
concessions for pro, junior, midget, bantam, and peewee. Contact us today at outsideedge.ca.